Chapter 5 of On an Irish Jaunting Car Through Donegal and Connemara by Samuel Gamble Bain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Frank Lennon. Falcara to Gidor. We are now on the road to Falcara, seven miles distant, and we pass His Majesty's Mail, northbound from Letterkenny. A crimson car loaded with mailbags and luggage, and a driver wearing a bright yellow sou'wester. Everything was drenched, and the horse in a steaming lather. Truly a novel sight for a Denzian of Broadway. Falcara is the place from which you take a boat to visit Tory Island, some eight miles out in the Atlantic. It has been called the Sentinel of the Atlantic, and it is well named being the first land one sees when nearing Ireland. Its name means the Island of the Towers, and it looked from the deck of the Columbia as though it had been built up by some titanic race of old. It did not seem to us that it could be of much value, but it was considered important enough to fight for in the early days when giants were in the land. The Book of Ballymote states that it was possessed by the Fomorians, a race of pirates and giants who inhabited Ireland twelve centuries before the Christian era. Their chief was Belar of the Mighty Blows, and two of the rocks on the east coast of the island are called Belar's Castle and Belar's Prison. One of their number, named Conang, erected a tower on the island, as recorded in the book of Lacan. The tower of the island, the island of the tower, the citadel of Conang, the son of Phobar. It contains a portion of a round tower built of undressed boulders of red granite. It was never more than about 40 feet in height, is 17 feet 2 inches in diameter, and the walls at the base are four feet three inches thick. The doorway is five and a half feet high and is eight feet from the ground. There are also ruins of two churches, a monastery having been founded here by St. Columba, and a peculiar Tau cross. On the northwest end of the island is a fine lighthouse illuminated by gas, and it has also a fog siren and a group flashing light. It stands a hundred and thirty feet above high water. Near it is the new signal station of Lloyd's, which is in telegraphic communication with Dunfanaghy. There are a chapel, schoolhouse and post office also on the island. The rock scenery of the northeast coast is very fine and characteristic. The southwest coast is low and flat and fringed with treacherous rocks. It was here that the gunboat Wasp was wrecked on the 22nd of September 1884, and all its crew except six drowned. Fishing is the chief industry, and the islanders are good fishermen, pursuing their avocation now chiefly in Norway yawls instead of curraghs. The congested district's board have aided the inhabitants by supplying these vessels, the cost to be repaid by small instalments. 
also in building a curing station and teaching the people how to cure fish. Quantities of lobsters and crabs are caught and a Sligo steamer calls once a week for the fish. There is a lack of fuel which has to be supplied from the mainland. The inhabitants have paid no rents since the loss of the wasp, which was sent to enforce payment or evict the tenants. St. Columba, the patron saint of the place, is reported to have landed here in a curragh. From Falcara you get a fine view of Muckish, with its 2200 feet of altitude. While not the highest mountain in the Donegal Highlands, Muckish is longer and of greater bulk than any of its rivals, and is also more imposing. Its name in Irish means a pig's back, which it very much resembles. Here in Ballyconnell House, seat of Vibrance Olfert, Esquire, where the plan of campaign was originated, so well known in connection with the landlord and tenant troubles in Ireland. We now took the shore road through a district known as Clochanili, where English is rarely spoken, and we had to make our way by signs, spending a few minutes en route at a national school and hearing them teach the children both Irish and English. Continuing, we passed close to Bloody Foreland, a head 1,050 feet high, so-called because of its ruddy colour. Arriving at Boonbeg, we stopped to feed the horse and take some lunch ourselves, and then made play for the Gidor Hotel. Our road took us past the spot where Inspector Martin was clubbed to death when executing a warrant for the arrest of the Reverend James McFadden P.P. in February 1899, in connection with the Gidor evictions. End of Falcara to Gidor